This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment of the Steelers Blitz on a Friday. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, we're excited. Free agency starts in the NFL next week. It's, you know, Motesy, it's one of the things the NFL does so well. There's never a dull week. There's never a dull moment. You know, from training camp to the regular season to playoffs, combine, uh, owners meetings, NFL draft, and then you're you're into rookie mini camps and you're off and, and running again. It is the league that never sleeps, and we appreciate them for that because we've always got plenty to talk about. And so ahead of free agency, we're doing some free agency priority conversations. Talked a little O-line at the end of the last segment. Arthur Motes, let's continue this. A reminder for those of you who, who maybe you're just jumping in or joined us late or whatever. I'm giving Motsi a position group or a specific position, and we're saying high priority, low priority, medium priority. Not necessarily any specific guys that we you know want them to target or sign, but just how we feel about the need to reinforce that position in the coming you know week or two uh, when free agency gets rolling here before you get to the NFL draft and then all of a sudden you know might might pigeonhole yourself into having to select certain positions. Last year, going into the NFL draft, Arthur Motes, we knew it was a very high probability that the Steelers were going to take a running back high in the draft. They did so, Najee mm-hmm. Harris, in the first round. So let me ask you this, though. Something you and I have talked about. You put a, you know, you put a lot of tread on those miles for Najee Harris, his rookie season. And um, we know that he's a, a feature back, and that's how the Steelers like to do things. But you always need a number two that you can trust in, right? You, you need that D'Angelo Williams to your left belt. That's the truth. Yes, indeed. So, free agency priority, uh, backup running back. Uh, for free agency, I would say medium. Medium to low, solely because I still think that you can acquire a good Robin to Najee's Batman in the mid-rounds of the draft. I think that you have some flexibility there. And I personally like drafting running backs a little bit more than I like the veteran running back just because you don't have the tread on those tires and you get better value out of them. Whereas when you're talking about bringing in a veteran, they're going to have their their things that they already do, right? They're going to already have that tread on their tires. We talk about a King and Drake. When we talk about a Cordell Patterson, those guys are young. Right. And they're going to cost a lot more. But like you said, they are going to be a little bit more worn down. And that does affect the running backs a lot more than we see any other position, which is why we have to take that into account. Running back is that one position for me that I look at differently. I look at them and I say, hey, I'd rather draft younger running backs than going out and acquiring free agent running backs and paying those guys just because it's hard to find a D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo in his own right was a all pro, a pro bowler. And when he came into Pittsburgh, he bought into the system and ultimately changed his body, lost a lot of weight, and that made him more effective. But not every running back is trying to do that, especially veteran running backs that have been successful at their current playing weight. Sure. Knowing that, hey, the older you get as a running back, you lose it. It, it goes away a lot faster than these other positions. So you do have to take that into account. That's why for me, I say medium to low because it still is significant. But at the same time, I just think that we could build that through the draft and be fine. Yeah, I agree with you. I would say medium to low as well, too. Um, And the only reason that I'm saying medium to low and not just low is because, I mean, you've got a running back room where everyone's still on their rookie contract. 
You know, and we have that adult in the room, that veteran presence conversation. And I want to be clear, too, for for our listeners. When I say that adult in the room thing, like, I'm, I'm not saying that everyone else is kids. I just mean no, someone who's... No, but we're saying a proven leader. Someone who we don't have lead, that right now. Yes. Someone who's been around the block. You know, someone who, who is a veteran in the league, who knows what it takes um, to, to have success and to have longevity and staying power and keep yourself healthy and how to go about your business and all those things. And, and, and just because you're a good player, that doesn't mean that that player is a leader. That's when you think about well. Juju, like like Juju, for example, like we talked about him, he's like, yeah, he was a good player for us, but we never viewed him as a big vocal leader in that wide receiver group. When we think of Pat Firemove, it's like, yeah, he's a really good player, but he's not a leader in that group just yet. He's still young and having to develop. And those are some of the things, whereas on the flip side, TJ Watt, you think about him, he's dominant, but he's also a leader. He's able to communicate with those guys. Cam Hayward's another prime example. We don't have that type of veteran leadership on the other side of the ball. Even Joe Hayden, think about what he brings to that DB room. Even if he's not out there on the field, he still provides them with confidence. He provides them with feedback and hearing it from a guy like him who's established, who understands what it takes to be successful in this league, it just hits differently. Those guys respect it on a bigger level. And that's, like you said, what we've been missing in certain positions. Yes. And so, you know, in theory – if, if the guy was there who's 27, 28 years old and he's cost-effective and he could come in and be that number two and can be the leader in the room, sure, I would love that. I just You mentioned some of the names. I don't know if that guy's available in free agency right now, and I'm with you on the sense, too, of running back is just a position in general that you don't want to commit a ton of money to. You know, I think particularly like as you approach having to make that decision with Najee in a couple years. And so for, for those reasons, I'm with you too. As, as much, again, in theory as I would like to have a 27, 28-year-old in the room, um, medium to low priority. If it, if, it, if it can work out and it's cost-effective, great. If not, I, I don't think it's at the end of the, the, end of the world, and, and you certainly can find an effective um, Robin for Najee's Batman uh, in you know day two or three of the NFL draft, we know you can you can find those running backs um, later in rounds. Steelers haven't had a ton of success doing that lately, but that certainly doesn't mean that they can't do it. Let's see here. You know, I'm tired of talking about offense. You always want to talk about offense. You are no. This is always you, man. I'm a defense only type of guy, but you keep forcing me into talking about offense. Well, I had to talk to... about quarterbacks the past 30 days and talking about running backs, offensive linemen. Like, man, I don't like these guys, okay? I tell you that time and time again. I don't like offensive players, all right? I don't. My son, one, my, my son one, who was playing the other day in the house, you know, before I came out to, to, you know, my state of enlightenment on the West Coast, and he's like, Dad, I'm a running back. I said, no, you're not. Not in my house, you're not. <laughs> no. He was like, Dad, Dad, throw me the ball. Is it an interception or is it a catch? Is it a reception or interception? Let me know now. It's, it's a reception. No, do, 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 do. it's an interception, son. Make sure you understand the difference. He was like, yes, sir. Like, that, I just want to let you know, man, that's that's the energy of the most also, okay? You're not a running back, son. You're a DB, all right? Get it right. Absolutely. Okay? Or you're a linebacker. You're coming downhill. <laughs> well, let, let's get him a little bit older first before we start breaking face masks. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. It's a mentality. It's a way of life. It is, it is a mentality. You're right. <laughs> it's a dog-eat-dog world. Uh, cornerback. On, cornerback. You know, speaking of positions where the Steelers haven't had a ton of success drafting guys, I know that that always gets brought up with corner. You know, you looked at when the secondary was, um, 
you know, at its best when we felt really confident about that group. Joe Hayden was a guy you didn't draft. Steven Nelson was a guy you didn't draft. You know, there there was there they've had some success, and it's not just the Steelers. Um, you know, our 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 colleague on SNR, Dale Lolly, um, did some some research on this, and it's it's something like uh, I believe it was 21 or 22 of the 32 NFL teams starting their two starting corners were guys that they did not draft this past season. So there's there's a lot of turnover, there's a, a lot of hit and miss at that position across the NFL, but we've seen that in Pittsburgh too. So cornerback, like I'm I'm not talking safety right with with Edmonds' position or anything, just purely cornerback, free agency priority ahead of the draft, high, medium, low. Oh, I would. Mm, I think I'm gonna go medium because I do feel like we have guys in house that can help us. But the caliber of those guys is, I think, where the difference is. We don't have a, a, a alpha just yet, right? In some of those situations, and that's why for me, I get tied up. Like, I like it. I feel good if we had to go into a season with, you know, the guys that we currently have. But at the same time, I just, I like talent. I like high-end talent. I like feeling confident we got the best roster we got there, Wes. And at times, that's the part why I feel like there's a little bit of a, a disconnect in that part. And that's the biggest reason why, for me, I do feel like I would want some pieces. Yeah. If I got to if I, if I be real, I would like, I would yeah. like to add something. <laughs> If that's yeah, I, okay, don't, don't, you, don't you view me as a bad guy for saying I want to add, okay? Oh, no. Jeez. You're not a bad guy. Listen, okay, okay, just checking. Listen, as as you've told us before, sometimes Mike Tomlin says you got to go shopping sometimes. And Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would just like to go shopping. That's all. I, I'm not saying that we got to go to the super high you are, end store. You are bougie. You like to go shopping. You know, we, we don't have to go super duper high end, but can, I, can, can, can we at least go like, you know, mid-tier high end? Like, yeah. please? Yeah. You know? I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm going high priority because okay. it's a passing league. I I don't I don't mm-hmm. want question. I I don't want questions there. Um, I'm I'm going high priority. I, I I'm with you. I'm not. But saying like, who that, are you confident in? Because like, my thing is, who are you confident with in that room right now? I I, I like Cam Sutton when we ask him to play a certain role. <laughs> I, fair enough. Thoughts on Akello. Akello, I I want to bring him back. I would I okay. would I wouldn't it, it, like if if you tell me right now Akello is back, then I then I'd probably downgrade the priority to medium. But I think yeah, and, and that's the part for me where I, I I'm leaning more towards him coming back while I say I this. I think so too. But if he's not back, then obviously it definitely goes and skyrockets back up to high. But I feel like if Akello is here along with Cam Sutton, I don't think I need to go out and get three or four DBs. I think that you can no. either go and get a, a one high-end guy like a Stephon Gilmore potentially, or you can go, you know, the sum be greater than the whole, and you you get another, you know, B version of Akello. Right, right. Those type of guys, and you still win with that because you have the pass rush up front, and obviously you have the safety play as well. But even with the safety room, we still have to see what we, what we do with Terrell Evans. So there is a lot of question marks. And like you said, free agency is a week away. So we're going to get information on those guys specifically within the next week. Because knowing how the Pittsburgh Steelers operate from firsthand experience, they view it as if you test the market, they assume you're gone. Hmm. That's just how they do. 
they communicated with that with me very clearly and a couple of other guys who were going through free agency at that same time. They want to know, hey, if you're their guy, why do you want to go out there and, and, and answer calls from somebody else? If you're their guy, you're signing before you hit that market. Because once you hit that market, now they're going shopping as well. Sure. They're going sure. out there and making calls. So that deal that you might have had on the table for you on, on March 15th, when March 16th hits, that deal goes mm-hmm. to the next guy over here, over for, to this guy over here, and you hoping that you can get your call done before he can. You don't want to play that game because it will burn you. So that's why, for me, I do think that, like I said, we're going to get this information very, very soon about those caliber players, and that will give us some clarity on how we should move, not just for free agency, but more so for the draft as well. No, you're absolutely right. And that's that's the kicker, too, is that, I mean, we all know that you can only fill realistically so many needs in the draft every year. You, you know, I, I you've, you've got to address some of those in, in free agency. And the Steelers, I mean, let's face it, we, we've talked about it here already. You need to add some offensive linemen. You might need to add another running back. You're going to need to add wide receivers. You only got two under contract right now. You need to add a quarterback somewhere, draft, free agency, trade, wherever. You know, you, you, you might need to add an off-ball linebacker if you end up cutting Joe Schobert. You might need to replace Terrell Edmonds if you don't. There, there's there's a lot of holes that need filled. There's That depth chart needs filled out, and you can only realistically accomplish so much of that in the draft. So you need to address some of it ahead of time in free agency. Uh, and I'm with you. I, I Corner corner is, is one of those positions that, that it, it feels like – Needs a little supplementing, Arthur Motes, shall we say? That is very true. I like how you I like how you worded that right there. Let's keep this rolling. Two more for you, because I'm gonna leave quarterback out of this for now. And I appreciate that. <laughs> let's 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 see what happens. Let's see what happens with Deshaun Watson. We've we've talked we we know that they have to add a quarterback somewhere, trade, free agency, draft. We've speculated on that enough. Let's leave quarterback out. We'll go back to offense and then back to defense to close it down for these last two. All right. Sound good to you? Sounds good, man. That position group that I just mentioned where they only have two guys under contract, wide receiver, high, medium, low priority to bring in one during free agency. I'm going to go medium. And I go medium because of the caliber receivers that we know are going to be coming out in this draft. I don't necessarily feel as pressed about getting a alpha, a true number one receiver, because I think that if you bring in another mid-tier caliber guy that can really give you productivity from the slot. I think that Chase Claypool will continue to progress, and I think Deontay will take that next step because obviously he'll either be playing to validate his contract status or he'll be playing to get even more money in his upcoming contract. So I just feel a lot more comfortable with that situation, whereas, you know, with free agency, you're going to have to spend a lot more. And Unless you're going out and you're acquiring, I don't know, a Chris Godwin, who we know is coming off the ACL injury. Like, if you're not getting a caliber player of, you know, of that stratosphere, then I really don't want to go and overpay for a mid-level receiver when I think I could draft a guy that can give me that exact same productivity and be a lot more cost efficient and have him for the next four years. Gosh, we're agreeing too much here. I'm, I'm, I'm Come with on, I'm man. Going, Stop agreeing with me, man. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going medium priority, and here's why. Um, I could I could easily sway and say high priority because, you know, realistically, you, you, you need to probably add two wide receivers, and okay, so you can nab one in the draft. You can, you can get one in free agency. I don't think you want to try going into the draft saying, oh, we got to get two wide receivers who can, who can yeah. play. 
but kind of like you just alluded to, wide receiver is one of those they're they're right there with the quarterbacks, right? They're the prom kings. They command a lot of money when they get to that point in the free agency market. I mean, listen, like some of the numbers that have been floated around Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson's a nice player. In theory, he's not that nice. (laughs) Yeah, right. In theory, would I would I would would I like to have Allen Robinson on the Steelers? Yeah, sure. But not for in the twenties, like like they're talking with him. Not that not that kind of money, but that's what I'm I'm glad we're we're both chuckling over here. What said he's nice? He's not that nice. He's nice. Listen, listen, Mozi, I don't I don't want a hate the price tag. I don't I don't want a Toyota for a Ben's price. Absolutely. Toyota is a nice vehicle. I drive a Toyota, but I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay BMW prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to pay Range Rover prices for my RAV4. Okay, it's not happening. (laughs) And, And that's what I think a lot of times you do on the on the open market with wide receivers. Yeah, no, very true. I do agree with that right there, man. Love it. Right. That is funny. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm laying it down today. I got the I got the bass ackwards for you. I got the, hey man, <laughs> Allen Robinson just caught a mean stray from us for no reason. <laughs> so I like Allen. I didn't nice mean it. I'm sorry. I you just you were the first nice. one that came to mind. He's nice, but he's not that nice. <laughs> no, that's funny, man. But very true. Last one. And this might this you know this might be easier to to decipher a couple weeks from now, but we do not seek comfort here on the show. No, we do not. Off ball linebacker, high, medium, low. Now, obviously, again, this kind of depends on what they do, do with Joe Schobert, but maybe you can uh, speculate a little bit with what you'll think that they do in that regard as well. Well, this is simple. Um, if Joe Schobert is not returning, then it is high. Because I don't feel confident in Devin Bush alone. I don't feel confident in Devin Bush with Robert Spillane, Marcus Allen, or Ulysses Gilbert III, or even Buddy Johnson going into next season. When I think about how porous we were at the end, the interior part of our defense, I can't stomach watching that again. So it would definitely be high. Now, if Joe Schobert is returning, then I say medium. I don't mind drafting the guy. And now you have competition for Devin Bush directly along with Joe Schobert happened to be pushed more because with both of those guys, we talked about how, yeah, we give Devin Bush the benefit of the doubt, how much, and we never give Joe Schobert those same benefits when he dealt with similar things. And that's the part where I think it's a disconnect. And I understand we put more of a priority on age, but at the same time, a good player is a good player. And that's kind of how I offset that because there's been plenty of young players that haven't panned out of this league. And I'm fine with that. And for Devin Bush, that's something that we have to just live with right now. But that is the reality of it. He hasn't proven that he is a consistent enough player to make us not have a high level of stress when we're thinking about him being the alpha dog in that room right now. And that is the biggest reason why for me, if Joe Schobert is not returning, I say you definitely have to acquire a high-end talent through free agency because I do not want to pair Devin with a rookie and hope that Devin can develop or even help mentor that young rookie. When we saw multiple times last offseason and even during the season, Devin Bush's maturity come into question. I, I am up. I'm operating under the assumption that I think they're going to cut Joe Schobert. I, why, why would he want to take a big of a pay cut as they're going to ask him? 
I I just feel like that is is going to happen in in a restructure again. Do you want to leave all that money on the table with your if you're him? Now, hey, maybe he does because he's been a guy. He's gone from Cleveland. He's gone from Jacksonville. He's had different head coaches every year. Maybe he wants some of that stability and and enjoys that that element of the Steelers organization. But I am with you. I I I, I think you're going to need one, and and you don't want to be bringing in another rookie to play alongside Devin Bush while he's trying to figure. Now, it do you out think that's the right well. decision, though? Do you think that's the right decision if they had to choose between Joe Schobert and Devin Bush? Do you know exact? So if they were to cut Joe Schobert, they'd be saving eight million dollars against the cap. Do you know what that number yes, is for right. Devin Bush? Because I I don't off the top. Not of off my the head. top. Not off the top of my head. No. Okay. But is that if, the biggest hangup for you? Because to me, I don't look at eight million dollars for a proven linebacker being too much when we're talking about would you go get Bobby Wagner, who's going to cause double that? Right. And right. I look at Joe Schobert and I say, man, Joe Schobert never had a off season here. He had to learn on the fly. And who was he having to ask? For advice, who did he have Bush. to ask to learn from? Devin Bush. You don't think that that's a competitive disadvantage for him? Mm-hmm. You don't think that's a big reason why his play struggled this year? You don't think him, you know, having his coach, his coach's wife pass away wasn't affecting him? Him having to play behind not Tyson Aluwalu, him having to play behind guys not named Stephon Tewitt, and trying to do all that him? while he was wearing the green dot as well especially when we've seen him be successful in other organizations. That's the only reason why, for me, I get a little hung up on how quick we are to write off a of Joe Schobert, but how we continue to have this, man, no, 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 Devin to get it right. No, 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 no. We, yeah. we should always yeah. work with Devin. And it's like, just because he's why young. is that? Because he's young? Because he was a top we're 10 hoping, pick? We're, we're hoping that Devin Bush could even reach to what Joe Schobert has accomplished in this league, being a pro bowler, reaching that big marquee contract. Devin Bush isn't even in line for a Pro Bowl level or interest. He's not even in line for a mega deal. We're contemplating, do you even pick up his fifth-year option right now? To me, I just think that that's a a little bit, you know, it's one of those things that kind of irks me in a sense because it's like, man, I don't value that youth over this guy because he's an $8 million cap hit when we know, okay, you get rid of him and you're going to bring in a guy that has an even larger cap hit potentially in in a Bobby Wagner. Oh, I you know I hate it when you ask the good questions. Well, it's just one of those things, you know. It's one of those things. Oh, uh, you know what? This is one of those. Let us know on Twitter. Who yes. who'd you who'd you rather keep, Devin Bush or Joe Schobert? Tweet us. Maybe we'll follow up on that on Monday at Wesley Euler at yeah. the Body Fifty Two. The Body. And let's get to some tweets as we start to wrap this thing up. Arthur Motes, our buddy Steel City Champs, wants to know. Uh, do you think that the Steelers, what they do in free agency, will dictate what we do with our first-round draft pick? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Oh, yes, 100%. 100%, man. Absolutely. If, if, the Steelers, uh, if the Steelers go out and spend big money on an offensive lineman in free agency, they're eh, probably not going to take one in the first round of the draft. If the, Steelers, if the Steelers go out and get Bobby Wagner in free agency, you could probably cross Devin Lloyd off your, off your first round uh, 100% accurate there. <laughs> and, uh, and Steel City Champs also says, how much do you think we actually spend in free agency? Hopefully a lot. Hopefully most I, I would, of it. I would, definitely, I would definitely hope to spend, you know, if you need to spend, what, 70% and then obviously you have to have the rest for rookies or whatever in a little emergency war chest, cool. Yeah. I'm cool with Got that. It. You do have I, to have some in reserve. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You have to, you, you can't spend all of it, but whatever, and I don't even know that number off the top of my head in terms of this 80%, 90%, whatever it is. 
But whatever that limit is, I would like for us to go out there and spend that. But if you're going to spend it, spend it on legitimate talent. Don't penny pitch. Don't go around trying to bargain shop when you can go out there and get proven players. Because to me, that's the purpose of having that type of money is to spend it on these caliber guys. Completely agree. Our buddy Steeler Nation 920 has some hypotheticals for us here. You ready? Uh-oh, let's do it. All right, couple would-you-rathers. Would you rather have Joe Montana or Tom Brady? Give me Brady. Simple. Yeah, Brady. Absolutely. I mean, He's the GOAT. I mean, <laughs> he guys, is the GOAT. The guy's been to, like, what, 20-some percent of every Super Bowl ever played? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take yeah. my chances with that guy. Yeah, I, I, I like him. I like Number two. Him. Yeah, he'll work. Number two, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, or Sid the Kid Crosby. I mean, oh, I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going Sid all day, baby. I know Wayne's the what? great one, all right? They don't just hand out that nickname for nothing, but I can't turn my back on my boy. If I wasn't a Penguins fan, then it would be Sid. If, I was un, if I'm unbiased, I'm taking Wayne Gretzky because it's Wayne Gretzky. But I'm biased. So with 100% biasness, I go sit the kid. Do you want to know a crazy this, – this is one of the craziest stats in sports, I think. Mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky's the all-time point leader in hockey history, yeah. obviously. Correct. If you took away all his goals, Mozi, like 890-some goals that he has, if you took them all away, he would still lead the NHL in points in the history of the league. He's got more assists insane, bro. than it's anybody insane. else has points. Like that's just it is that's wild. And, and listen, I love Sid. Like I said, he's one of the, the one of the other jerseys hung up in my house. You know how I feel about that. But it's like, bro, we're talking about Wayne Gretzky here, man. This he's is like great, when we compare. It's like it's like if we're comparing Kevin Durant and say, hey, man, would you rather have Kevin Durant or Michael Jordan? It's like, uh, Katie's nice. But he ain't MJ, baby. But he ain't the, the air, man. He ain't, he ain't MJ. Number three, Ronnie Lott or Rod Woodson? Ooh. Well, you know, I'll go Woodson since it's not versus primetime. I, I, I'll make <laughs> you still a fan sappy today, all right? How about that? Yeah, because y'all know how I feel. I'm going Rod, too, Motsi, because if we tried to bring Ronnie Lott into the Steelers in 2022, he'd be getting he'd be getting 15-yard penalties every series. Hey, I, I would love it. He'd put people to sleep. But, like I said, to keep Steelers Nation happy, we're going to roll with Rod Woodson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Last one, Kobe or LeBron? Oh, it's LeBron for me, man. Without a doubt, LeBron. Yeah. And, and I, I love Kobe. RIP to Kobe, man. No, yeah. no question, man. Kobe, uh, I mean, heck of a player, man, what he was able to do in L.A., I mean, insane. But it's hard for me to view him as a better version when I've seen what LeBron can do, when I've seen what LeBron did and continues to do, even at his current age. And when I think of the best years for me when I was remembering Kobe and they were going on their dominant run, repeating, repeating, he wasn't the best player on his team. Right. Now, granted, he still went back and won a championship as the best player without a Shaq, but a lot of my, a lot of his championships came from Shaq. Whereas with LeBron, every time he's won a championship, who was the best player on his team? It was LeBron. He was the MVP. When LeBron, when, when LeBron lost in the finals, it was because of him not playing well. And it was that simple for me. Whereas with Kobe, Kobe could be okay because he knew Shaq was going to go out there and get you whatever he needed. Right. 
they, they, the hacker shack still couldn't stop him from being the most dominant big man in the game. And that's why for me, man, I, I have to go LeBron. Yeah, me too. I, I got nothing but love for Kobe, but it's, it's, it's tough to beat, beat LeBron James. When you're talking best yeah. basketball player ever, it's a two-person conversation. And LeBron is one of those two, and that's where Absolutely. I'll go as well. All right, Motsi, as we wrap this up, before we get out of here, I teased it. I told you, food debate. I needed your opinion Uh-oh. on it. It's a really simple question, honestly. Arthur Motes, in your personal record book, in the record book of the Body 52. Uh-oh, let's do it. What's the best hot sauce? Oh, man. Um, I'm personally, I grew up Texas Pete. But I've kind of transitioned to Louisiana. So for me, man, I'm, whew. you know what? I love my oldest. My oldest KK loves Texas Pete. So I'm going to say Texas Pete for her. But for me, man, I, I've definitely transitioned to Louisiana. Louisiana and I think that's so because good. I love, and because I love Popeyes. And that's the hot sauce they give out with Popeyes. Whereas, like I said, Texas Pete was what I grew up on. That was all I knew until I started to eat Popeye's and that wasn't until like college time frame when they really became popular in Virginia. I love Texas Pete. It's so underrated. My answer is Chalua. I'm a big Chalua guy. Oh I yeah. yeah. Those are, that's absolutely good. Absolutely. But I, I started a bit of a firestorm on Twitter. I, I think Frank's is a little overrated. I do. I think Frank's is only good for, well, I don't even want to say that, but when I'm making Buffalo wings, that's when I like to use Frank's. hundred hundred percent. Yeah. But I, I'm not a fan. I don't, if I'm, oh, let me get some hot sauce. They bring me Frank's. I'm like, no, I'm good. That's kind of like when I say, can I get hot sauce? And a person brings you Tabasco, Tabasco. sauce. You're like, I'm like, bro, that's that's not hot sauce. That's different. <laughs> just because, I, I, I it's, consider... just because it's, it's hot, that's not hot sauce. That's, yes. that's a different thing. But, oh, it's liquid. It comes out of a bottle. It's got to be hot sauce. It even looks like it at the same time. Like, I don't need no, Tabasco. It's not. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. Frank's, great with wings. If you're making buffalo chicken dip, it's the go-to. But Yeah, that's what you go to for that, yeah. There's just Texas Pete, Louisiana, Crystal, Cholula, uh, Tapatio, I just think have better better flavor than than Frank's yeah. or, or Tabasco. No, I would definitely agree with you there on that, look at that, Look at that. We didn't, we didn't have to fight or anything. Hey, hey, like Everybody was coming at me on Twitter. Because we are simpatico. That's simpatico. why. Simpatico. You know, I, I like Chulu with a little wooden top. I, I rocks with it. Absolutely. And one area that we are simpatico is that we don't want to get fined and we don't work overtime. That's so with, that be, with that being said, it's time to get out of here on a Friday. Uh, everybody enjoy your weekend and we'll see how all this stuff plays out. And we'll have plenty to talk about on Monday, obviously. And then we'll look forward to Wednesday with the start of free agency. But that's going to do it for us this week. Big shout out to my co-host from coast to coast. The best in the business, Mr. Arthur Motes. <laughs> Let's get a big, it. A big thank you uh, to those of you, Power Grid, Mega Rot, Watts, especially. Listen, we love you all, but we've said this before. Those of you who continue to rock with us during the offseason as well, you, you got even an extra special place in our hearts. So we appreciate you guys as always. That'll do it for us this week. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you guys soon. As always, you know where to find us. It's the Steelers Blitz Podcast. And on your 24-7, home of the black and gold, Stillus Nation Radio.